Welcome to the Tortoise Ecofin Quick Take Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we provide timely updates on the market. Welcome to the Tortoise Ecofin Quick Take Podcast. I'm Brian Kessens, Senior Portfolio Manager and Managing Director. Thank you for joining us as we provide timely updates on the market. Last week, energy outperformed again, though virtually all indices ended in the red following another hot read on inflation. The S&P 500 ended off over 5%, with the Alarian Midstream Energy Index falling just over 3%. The S&P 500 Energy Index dropped less than 1%, outperforming the broader S&P 500 by 400 basis points. As a result, energy now represents over 5% of the index for the first time since mid-2019. Many analysts pointed to the breach of the key 5% psychological milestone that is making energy increasingly hard to ignore. Crude oil finished in the green after OPEC. Commodity analysts and major trading houses warned prices are likely to increase over the summer due to a lack of production and refining capacity. OPEC's efforts to add supply are not encouraging, according to the UAE Energy Minister, who noted OPEC is currently producing at levels of 2.6 million barrels per day short of its aim. Natural gas was higher on the week, too, after forecasts are indicating a hot June across the country. Yet there was price weakness on Wednesday as a direct result of a hiccup in U.S. LNG exports. Freeport LNG reported a small explosion at its facility on the Texas coast. The Freeport liquefaction plants have a capacity of 2 BCF per day, representing 17% of total U.S. LNG export capacity, or 4% of the global LNG market. Freeport estimates the facility will be offline for at least three weeks. All else equal, U.S. natural gas storage should increase by 40 BCF given the downtime, a reasonably significant number since U.S. storage is 340 BCF below the five-year average. No surprise, international LNG prices spiked after the reported outage. LNG agreements stayed the course last week with two more contracts. First, energy transfer into deal with China Gas to supply 0.7 million tons per annum, or MTPA, over 25 years. First deliveries are expected in 2026. Energy transfer opening an office in Beijing in 2019 looks like it's having a lot of merit. For its Lake Charles LNG facility, energy transfer's long-term contracts are now up to 6 MTPA. Significant progress toward the 11 MTPA of capacity for two LNG trains. Given current contracting momentum, we expect an FID on Lake Charles late this year. Second, Equinor agreed to buy 1.75 MTPA of LNG from Chenier Energy over 15 years, starting in 2026, before reaching the full amount in 2027. Interestingly, half of the volume is subject to Chenier reaching an FID beyond seven trains at Corpus Christi. Sounds like another train is possibly in the cards for Chenier. And keeping up with CO2 projects at Inlink, last week Honeywell and Inlink announced they will together develop carbon capture solutions for CO2 emitters along the Gulf Coast. Similar to other deals, Enlink will use its extensive pipeline transportation network. Enlink also agreed to capture, compress, and sequester CO2 at its Bridgeport processing plant for BKV, a natural gas producer in North Texas. Note this is the second carbon capture announcement for the Bridgeport facility. Takeaways following recent energy conferences. First, supply of labor and materials remains tight for oil field services. A producer deciding to add a rig today would likely not see first production until June of 2023. Second, oil field services costs are higher by 15 to 20% this year, 
and will likely see another 10 to 15% increase next year. Still, expectations are that U.S. production grows 900,000 barrels per day this year and 600,000 barrels per day next. Finally, no one is seeing any significant signs of demand destruction yet. Look out when China reopens. One producer acquisition last week, Devon Energy is buying Williston Basin assets from Rinrock Oil and Gas for $865 million. The assets are contiguous with Devon's existing footprint, and according to the company, the transaction was done at just a 2.2 times cash flow, with a free cash flow yield greater than 25%, assuming strip pricing. Following, Devon intends to increase its fixed dividend 13%. It's great income considering Devon's indicative yield is already 6.9%. Expect more asset deals across the producer sector if there are synergies and if sellers remain this attractive. Putting this together with conference takeaways, acquisitions are a faster way to grow production than versus the drill bit. This week, Nextera Energy is holding an analyst day on Tuesday. We'll look for an update on solar and wind development, along with progress on storage projects from the country's largest utility. The Fed meets as well, and the expectation is we'll see another 50 basis point rate hike, though the window's open for 75 basis points. I'd expect investors to be measured in putting capital to work until the Fed announcement. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for our next episode. Have topics you want covered or other feedback to share? Write us at info at tortoiseecofin.com. Nothing contained in this communication constitutes tax, legal, or investment advice. Investors must consult their tax advisor or legal counsel for advice and information concerning their particular situation. This podcast contains certain statements that may include forward-looking statements. All statements other than statements of historical fact included herein are forward-looking statements. Although we believe that the expectations reflected in these forward-looking statements are reasonable, they do involve assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, and these expectations may prove to be incorrect. Actual events could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements as a result of a variety of factors. You should not place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. This podcast reflects our views and opinions as of the date herein, which are subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions. We disclaim any responsibility to update these views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice or an indication of trading intention. Discussion or analysis of any specific company-related news or investment sectors are meant primarily as a result of recent newsworthy events surrounding those companies or by way of providing updates on certain sectors of the market. Through our family of registered investment advisors, we provide investment advice to related funds and others that includes investment into those sectors or companies discussed in these podcasts. As a result, we stand to beneficially profit from any rise in value from many of the companies mentioned herein, including companies within the investment sectors broadly discussed.